Welcome to 2017, folks. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up next, the legendary Carrie Fisher passes away, and Disney stands to make $50 million on her death. Disney animator Tyrus Wong passes away, and if you're planning at staying at the All-Star Resorts this year, expect to pay a little more. We'll have details. Also, Rhino is going to be joining us from Disney's Hollywood Studios a little later on. And we're also going to discuss the holiday crowds this past December. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 923 for the week of January 3rd, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Happy New Year. Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. Uh, back on the switch, our associate producer, Oliver Green. Hello, everyone. And, of course, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Well, welcome to the show, everyone, and Happy New Year, our first show of 2017. It is nice to be back um, after what felt like a very quick hiatus this mm-hmm. year. Um, I don't know why it just felt like it, you know, it's like you last... made us do three shows after the podcast crew. Yeah. Meeting. Well, what are you going to do? Um, it just, it just, it felt like it went, went like that. It was just kind the of holidays saying, went really fast this mm-hmm. year. Dude. Well, the whole year went, I, I've really come to the conclusion, the older I get, the faster things. Yes. Oh, that's definitely true. It is. It's just getting, oh, you're still, you're still no, a child. I you're feel child. that way. You're a no. child. I'm not a child. I'm going to be 37 years old. No, you're 23. <laughs> They stop aging when I meet them. <laughs> it's like when you don't see kids for a while and they stay that age that you remember them at. Which makes me feel good because that makes me, what, 30? <laughs> I'm excited. My niece Melanie's 12. <laughs> Carl is 9. My um, nephews are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Speaking of that, can I just say, Ferris is going to be 8 on Thursday. Oh, wow. my Lord. Not allowed. Sorry. <laughs> I remember when he used to be in the podcast room. Oh, yeah. no, I was looking back at photos of... Before he was born, New Year's Eve 2008, I was a house, and I had gave birth six days later. I'm like, I can't believe I went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you were not a house. <laughs> I mean, I was all belly, but it was, people were looking at me like I was going to give birth in the restaurant. Like, what is this woman doing out? <laughs> so, all right, a couple things that uh, just want to mention um, in housekeeping. First of all, if you are a uh, an Amazon Echo or Alexa, as she's also known, User, you can now add the Diz Daily Fix to your skill set. So you just tell Alexa uh, to give you your daily briefing. And if you've selected the Diz Daily Fix as part of your flash briefing, um, that day's uh, that day's fix will be read to you from Alexa. But you can also, and this is by popular demand, we had a lot of people asking for this. The audio of each day's daily fix is now on iTunes. So you can subscribe to that. And download it for your commutes. You're going to be getting it a day late unless you're commuting at noon. Um, but there it is. Um, listen so, to it on the drive home. Listen to it on the drive home. There you go. So I only think about going to work. Um, people have to leave work, and I don't understand that. Um, I don't understand days off either. <laughs> days off, sick days, holidays. Very upset. Things are closed. But uh, do me a favor, Craig. Just uh, up the volume on my, my headset. It's really weird. Um, so, perfect. Um so you can subscribe to us, uh, The Daily Fix, on iTunes as well. So there'll be links to that uh, along with everything else that we talk about in our shows on our uh, show notes page, disunplugged.com. I am completely off my game this morning, man, I, or this afternoon. It's been a long weekend. Everybody follow me on Facebook. You know, uh, Abby, had a, my dog had to have emergency surgery. Sunday night, she's fine. Just uh, problems with her ears. But it's kind of, you know, heck of a way to ring in the new year. Um, but uh, also want to say thank you, a special thank you to our supporters on Patreon uh, for being so generous. Um, Patreon is a place where you can donate a certain amount of money every month to help support what we do here on the show and help support some of the things we're 
working on for the future. And again, details and links to that you can find on our show notes page. We have some cool stuff coming up for our patrons. We have content we create just for them. Uh, not the least of which is going to be me making Oliver read quotes from Downton Abbey. I'm very excited about that. I've been binge watching Downton Abbey. I want to kick. <laughs> I mean, I've watched it several times already, but I just kind of go back and watch it again. And I'm like, it'd be really funny to hear Oliver read Maggie Smith's lines. I actually think you should do something different. I think you should read like NASCAR or something. <laughs> That's like so American. NASCAR Remember? as Maggie Smith. Oh, there you go. Hey. Call it NASCAR race as Maggie Smith. I think that would be awesome. The scary thing is, I can't even think now where, like, what is a NASCAR line? I don't even know what a NASCAR line would be. If you're not first or last, shake and bake. <laughs> oh. Drive fast, turn left. Yeah. Drive fast, turn left. Is that right? <laughs> and don't that right? hit other cars. I don't, I don't hit other cars. And now when we're When Disney World first opened that silly racetrack... I had a friend who was working there at the time, and we got tickets to the inaugural race. It was pickup trucks racing, and I lasted about 10 minutes. And I thought, everybody had headphones and a clipboard, and I didn't have headphones and a clipboard. So, And I kept thinking, what are they listening to, and what are they writing down? I only lasted about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I decided there were better places to spend my time. Uh, also, I want to remind everybody about the gaggle of shows uh, we are now producing every week uh, every Monday disunplugged.com the dreams unlimited travel podcast with John Kevin Tracy Heinrichs and a rotating sometimes me and sometimes other people and sometimes dreams agents sometimes just me just it's just the John show <laughs> no, just me. it's the dreams unlimited show awful. starring John I mean the worst show ever it was just um, me so what's uh, what's coming up? Uh, next week, January 9th, will be the first show of the new year. And it's part one of a two-part series on Celebrity Cruise Line. Tracy went on a Celebrity Cruise. And um, this is something that her description of specifically the food on this cruise has made me want to go on a Celebrity Cruise Line sailing. Okay, It sounded incredible. We loved ours. I mean, it was almost 10 years ago now but we loved it what I liked is she she kind of shows how the line has progressed from um, a more stuffy mature line to a more relaxed cruise line so very exciting stuff cool alright so that's uh, next Monday January 9th will be the first episode of the year for the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show Correct. the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged with Tom Bell and his team uh, launched their premiere episode for the year uh, yesterday and uh, this week, they are back with their annual year in review show. So you can check them out on iTunes or, of course, disunplugged.com. And every Wednesday, the best and worst of Walt Disney World. And Oliver, what's going up tomorrow? Tomorrow, we are also doing a best uh, a best in review, a year in review even. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the best and worst things that Walt Disney have done uh, in 2016. So uh, it's a good show. It's a long one, but it's a fun one. So. It was a fun show to do. It was. And, of course, every Thursday, DizUnplugged.com, the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged with Craig Williams, Oliver Green, and Mr. Rhino Clavin, or Mrs. Rhino Clavin, as it should be. Uh, what's Ms. Mrs. 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 He's Mrs. an old-fashioned girl. Um, what's it going to be this week, Craig? Well, instead of looking back at 2016, we're going to look forward into 2017 and uh, talk about some of the biggest rumors right now for 2017, as well as uh, what's opening up and how way it compares. Th- way to throw best and worst under the bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, instead of really? being retro and looking back, well, that'd be dumb. Our, our fun part of it is we're going to compare what's opening in Universal in 2017 versus what's opening in Disney in 2017. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a uh, compare contrast oh. should be good. And, of course, every Friday-ish, DizUnplugged.com, DizPop with Rhino Clavin and occasionally other people. Uh, I know he sent a synopsis through, but... I Something have. about Star Wars. I'm going to talk about Star Wars, I'm going to talk about Marvel, and I'm going to talk about... What are they called? Well, that's what he's the supposed Power to do. Power Rangers. That's what he's supposed is to do. Is everyone stubborn in the dock? Because okay. it is actually something about Star Wars. No, no, no. It's, it's, I can oh, talk okay. about the shows that are, the movies that are going to be released in 2017 from Disney. Disney, Pixar, Marvel, right. Star Wars movie slate for 2017. See? And which films he's most excited for and why. Excellent. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. Isn't I that the synopsis of all I read of it them? too, but all I really put, saw, I saw was Star Wars. So I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so either everybody else's uh, audio is really high and mine isn't, or something's up with my, my headset. It's your headset. Cause because I, I sound muted. Everybody else sounds like they're screaming in my ear. Sorry. So, um, no, it's not your fault. It's their fault. No, it's... Um, I'm blaming the production team. <laughs> the levels back here are absolutely fine, so I'm going to say it's a hardware issue. And it's your headset. Well, that's just a guess. I Is that it... a hardware issue, too? Yeah, i just seen that flash as well. <laughs> <laughs> You're having the opposite problem of Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm going to do the mic drop and walk off. But this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt when it hits. Um, Yeah, but if she was having a problem, couldn't you think she would at least smile and sort of play along a little bit as opposed to standing there with her hand on her hip? Just help me down. Help me down. Help me down. Just walk me down. (laughs) Now, also, uh, every, every Friday, every Friday through the month of January, connecting with Walt, with Michael Bowling and Craig Williams, and uh, this week's episode is Michael talking about the events at the recent D23 Destination D Amazing Adventures of Walt Disney World. That's an awfully long title. Um, Not going to make a good acronym. No. No. <laughs> D23 stuff rarely ever does. So that's this Friday. Uh, you can subscribe to all of these on iTunes as well or watch them. Um, Diz Unplugged, or I'm sorry, youtube.com slash Diz Unplugged or from disunplugged.com. Now that I spent 35 minutes talking about this latest shows, um, anything else for housekeeping? I have some exciting news for housekeeping. Okay. We're starting to work on our 20th anniversary event for the Diz and wdwinfo.com. There's a post on the Diz boards where you'll be able to find all the information as it happens. Um, we're going to have some discounted rooms at Disney across all. Uh, resort categories for folks with different budgets and we are slowly putting together our uh, events so nothing in concrete yet nothing in being contracted but excited to say we're working on it and okay the 20th anniversary is actually june 1st so that will be the day we do something big however there will be events around that date as well right it's going to be going on it's a it's a three-week event um, three weeks, though. Well, I've been doing this for 20 years. It needs to be a three-week event. Okay, weeks um, one and three are on your on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the middle week. <laughs> yeah, no, very excited, excited about that. Yeah, excited to be starting it. You know, it's always great to start. Well, I mean, honest to God, I mean, we're actually talking about this 20 years that we've been doing this. And I'm just, that, that just, I can't. He literally can't even. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. Talk to the hands. Um, no, it just, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, when you think, you know, 10 years, it was 10 years of the show in July, and now it's, uh, it's 20 years, looking at 20 years of, of the Diz. And uh, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy where it went, what it's doing, where we started. I have an idea of something we're going to do. Do you want to know what it is now, or do, should I wait until the car? All right. Are you going to drive home? (laughs) I'll wait. (laughs) All right. Anything else for housekeeping? Anybody else? All right. We got some good news stories to talk about this week, so I'll throw it up to Johnny with the news. All right. Disney set to receive $50 million in life insurance after Carrie Fisher's death. According to the Insurance Insider blog, Disney is in line to receive. Does it surprise you that that's yes? It does. It just goes into the blog for everything. <laughs> Disney is line to re- is in line to receive nearly fifty million dollars from a quote contract protection policy it took out in the event Carrie Fisher would be unable to complete her three film commitment to the new, do- new Star Wars trilogy. Fisher's character Leah Organa will allegedly have a larger role in December's Episode Eight. It was also suspected that our character would play a major role in 2019's Episode 9. Following Fisher's death on December 27th, the article suggests the $50 million amount would be, quote, the market's biggest ever since ever single personal accident insurance claim. That's a pretty impressive amount that they're going to get. Well, I mean, it's, it's common practice for studios to take out life insurance policies on their stars. Um, $50 million. Given the the value of the franchise and her her role in it, certainly makes sense. Um, I think if Disney wants to show that, uh, I don't know, there is a shred of decency somewhere in the company, um, donate that fifty million dollars to a good organization that works with addiction and mental health, because or heart that, disease in women, 
or heart disease in women too. But Carrie, Carrie Fisher's, Carrie Fisher's mission in life was to shed light on the issue of uh, uh, mental health. Uh, bi- she suffered with bipolar disorder. It went undiagnosed for many, many years. Um, also suffered with addiction. And she was very upfront and open about it during a time when no one else was. It was not something that was talked about. It was not something celebrities came forward with. And I remember back in the late 80s when she came out with postcards from the edge. And, you know, she had to shroud that book in, um, you know, she put it in a fictional shroud, even though it was based heavily on her own life um, for that very reason. But she was still very brave in, in coming out and in subsequent books she didn't shroud it in, in fiction she spoke of her own her own experiences and she always did it with humor and she made it okay she made it okay to talk about that stuff and as somebody who's lived through a lot of that stuff it's something I, I that, that, that hits close to my heart that you know people tell me all the time I've, I've spoken about my issues with depression in the past and my issues with addiction um, one of the reasons it's okay for people to do that now is Carrie Fisher um, her bravery and her honesty and I normally don't get worked up over celebrity deaths this one got to me this one got to me if you want to pay tribute to Carrie Fisher there's a great uh, one woman show she's, she did it several years ago but they're showing it again on HBO I imagine you would be able to get it on iTunes that's a guess I don't know for sure it's called Wishful Drinking and it's funny and she talks about the relationships in Hollywood and how they're so intermingled and she said I'm afraid that I'm going to find out that I'm actually related to the person I'm dating well no it was uh, her daughter was dating a guy that was uh, Elizabeth Taylor his grandparents were like Elizabeth Taylor and somebody else and they were trying to figure out if somehow they were you know the two of them were trying to figure out if they were somehow Mm. related so she has this Hollywood inbreeding chalkboards that she does, which is hilarious. So yeah, it is great. It is a great. I watched it when it was first on, um, but uh, it's also the book is also uh, fantastic. It's a great book, uh, wishful drinking. Um, so that's yeah, and that is you're right. That's on uh, HBO. They're running that. Plus, they're also going to be running now. I think uh, on the seventh, the documentary that was filmed. It wasn't supposed to come out until March, but HBO's moved it up. The documentary that was being filmed with her and her mother. I think they've already shown that. I think they showed it on Christmas Eve. Kathleen watched it. No, I thought they said that they were they were releasing it. Well, then on there, was, the there was one shown on Christmas Eve because she called and said, "Are you watching it?" And I said, "I don't think I want to watch that on Christmas Eve." Oh. So, um, and then one of the number one movies on iTunes right now is "Singing in the Rain." So. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, really, I mean, what a you know, George Michael. Uh, Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher and then uh, Debbie Reynolds, all in the span of a week, yep. um, just kind of tapped off, ca- capped off uh, 2016 in just not the best way. Um, really sad, really, really sad. I agree. But I think I think Disney should take that yeah. personally. I think they should take that 50 million and put it towards. You know, you don't need it. You've made you're making a lot of money off the Star Wars films, um, and the next one because she's in it is going to do even better than it would have done otherwise. So I think they should do something with that. It's not unusual for that to take out insurance policies on the talent. I have insurance policies out on all of you. I want to, I want to know how much I'm worth. I was just going to say, unfortunately, accept Oliver because, you know. About $19. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver. Wow, no, it's $150. <laughs> yeah, but that's in. We've got to do the conversion. <laughs> that's in, that's in Celsius. Pounds. <laughs> that's in Celsius. All right, our second fun news story. Disney animator Tyrus Wong passes away. Tyrus Wong, a Disney legend whose artistic style heavily influenced the classic Disney animated feature Bambi, has passed away at age 106. That's amazing. That amazing. What an awesome life to see 106 yeah. years. We did a backstage magic where we combined the San Francisco trip with the Southern California trip. And one of the things we did was they took us to an island in San Francisco Bay called Angel Island. Angel Island, right. And they explained that during the war, that was an internment camp. And that Tyrus Wong was one of the people Hmm. in the internment camp and that his writing was still on the wall where he wrote poetry and letters and things like that. uh, His His story of what he had to deal with 
trying to work in Hollywood as a, a Chinese American is in those years was unbelievable. I mean, the way he was even at Di- even at Disney completely overlooked. In fact, on Bambi, he was really the art director of that film. Yet, when you look at the credits on Bambi, he's just um, a, a background artist. I think is what they they credit him credited him as. Um, and he dealt with that at Warner Brothers. There was just a lot of a lot of racism um, that he he dealt with, and still. Well, Bambi came out at a time when having a Japanese art director probably would have been uh, considered. Was it Japanese or Chinese? It was oh. an internment camp. He was. I, well, no, it was, but it was. Uh, I don't know if it was an internment camp. It was where they processed people coming in from China. I'm Chinese. Almost, he was Chinese. Chinese. Um, but what happened was because he came in as a child. And I guess the, you know they were sneaking. People were sneaking in, and he had to be. Um, he really had to be coached and had, had to give the right answers. And oh, um, I mean, it was at ten years old, and he was by himself. His father wasn't allowed to be with him because his father was already here, and he never saw, once he left China, he never saw his mother again. Um, and I mean, it was really awful, heartbreaking hmm. story. And so when you think about, you know, what this man did. And, you know, the contributions he made um, and that it was only much, much, much later in his life that he really started to get any kind of real recognition for his contributions. He was in his 90s um, before he started getting real recognition for his contributions to to Disney in particular, but in other areas as well. When we were Um, on this uh, Adventures by Disney, they showed that much of his influence came from living on Angel Island. Hmm. Yeah. That the, the forestry and the backgrounds for Bambi were directly influenced by his time there. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was very, very cool. So, But 106 years old, that's, that's a good long life. I agree. I don't see any reason to read the rest of the story. We kind of covered what was in it. All right, our third news story. New tax rate for all-star resorts. The tax rates at Disney's All-Star Resorts will be raised to 7.5% beginning January 1st, 2017. This is part of this part of property is in Osceola County. The rest is in Orange County, so they operate under a different tax rate. This only affects room rates and will not affect any theme park tickets purchased at those resorts for the nearby ESPN Wide World of Sports uh, complex. The tickets will still be purchased under the 6.5% tax rate of Orange County. Any reservations that are booked or modified after January 1st will be calculated with a new tax rate. Any bookings made before November 23rd, 2016 and have not been modified will have the increased taxes applied at check-in. Um, this is actually the sales tax in Osceola County. I only know this because Dreamsville is, is affected by this. The sales tax in Osceola County has gone up. So your total tax actually for the property is now 13.5% which includes um, tourist tax and um, actual sales tax. So that's why the increase was because they voted on a give money to schools or some such nonsense. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, for people that, that just don't, don't know, um, unlike a lot of states where there's just, you know, the state has a sales tax rate, um, we have varying degrees depending on the county you're in. Um, so what are we, six and a half in orange? Six, I believe. Something like that. I don't remember. Obviously, Osceola, a lot of tourism, a lot of hotels. And and just so happens that the All-Stars fall in that. Right. I think in the news story it says orange is six and a half. I might be wrong. Could be. Very possible. Yep. So that's. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's right there. Six and a half percent. See, I actually read the things you you said. (laughs) Excellent. I think it's interesting, though, that tickets purchased there are the orange county i guess that's because maybe that's where the main sales office is for tickets right yeah that's how they process through tickets all right our fourth and final news story thank this goodness. is just crazy thank goodness for something fun oh my all. god man arrested at disney springs <laughs> urinates on officer's leg early new year's day 20 year old joseph murphy was arrested on disney property for disorderly intoxication Several other charges against Murphy include battery on a police officer, indecent exposure of sexual organs, and resisting an officer without violence. Oh, welcome 2017. <laughs> the man continued to resist officers even after he was placed inside a patrol cruiser by trying to choke himself and by banging his head against the partition in the vehicle <laughs> while yelling police brutality. That wasn't all he was yelling. 
It was also reported that once the man was taken to the Orange County Jail, the man urinated on the floor and turned to face one of the officers and urinated on his pants while yelling ex- expletives, including F. Donald Trump. Which, when I read that part, I thought, well, maybe it's Bill Clinton. <laughs> Murphy was then booked into jail. Please tell me this man was not from Florida. Well, here's the thing. Or you knew he was. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. First of all, he's 20 years old. And apparently drinking at Disney Springs. So let's hope that in the... Uh, in, with the sensationalism of the headline, that that doesn't get overlooked in this, that a 20-year-old was getting drunk at Disney Springs. Now, this was a problem they had at Pleasure Island and with underage people figuring out ways to get, get served. Um, wonder if Disney's going to be on top of that because clearly somehow this kid was in there, was in there getting drunk. The rest of it's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it was in the morning of... January 1st. I think it was right? early in the morning. I think yeah. it was New Year's Eve yeah. Oh, okay. party. So, yeah, he had been partying. Please yeah. show that picture again. Please make that picture up. <laughs> there you are. First of all, if it doesn't look like he's urinating now, I don't know. Yeah, really? He has what they call resting pee face. <laughs> I just, it's just, and then he tried choking himself. I know, that's the funniest thing to Please me. Wasn't me he in video. handcuffs? <laughs> Yeah, it's, please tell me there's video of that. That's, that's that what Pete is said. exactly what I said yeah. to Oliver. Please tell me we yep. have video. That's because uh, I give anything. I give anything to play that. Um, the police but, are beating me up. <laughs> too police brutality. Police brutality. All right. Throwing himself into a partition. Can't make this stuff up. Well, we can, but we don't. You know he's from Florida. You just and he has a pet alligator, <laughs> or a python, or something. He's probably shirtless all the whole time. Uh, all right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. Uh, before we move on to rapid fire, we are going to go to our intrepid reporter in the parks, the lovely and talented, and recently celebrated his birthday, which was on January 1st, so everyone wish him a big happy birthday. Happy 40th birthday, Rhino. (laughs) The Lady Rhino Clavin. Or as I call him, the Lady Clavin. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year, everybody. Rhino, I think you have a stalker. Kevin, you're dead to me. (laughs) Rhino Shits Creek starts this week. Oh, so excited. Happy birthday to me. That's what I'm so excited about. Yeah. So. How was your holiday? it was good. It was fun. I I, uh, I was lucky enough because we ha- you gave us the day off yesterday. I was able to spend New Year's Eve with my mom and stepdad and, and brother and uh, uh, his girlfriend, and it was fun. We did a nice little quiet. We did a dinner and then a quiet evening and watched the ball drop. And Mariah Carey's Meltdown was a nice little uh, cr- uh, birthday present. So it was good. <laughs> and then I've been in a car for the last four to eight hours yesterday until last night, and now I'm here at Disney. Yay! You're the only person who it takes 48 hours to drive from Massachusetts to Orlando. You know that, right? <laughs> Thank God it for wash and dries. Nightmare <laughs> of a drive, but so, it was good. It was good. <clears throat> so tell us where you are and what you're doing. Well, I figured, um, you know, Rogue One came out, and then we went on hiatus, and they added some stuff to Hollywood Studios. So I figured as soon as I got back to Orlando, I was going to take a trip over to Hollywood Studios and see what they had that was different from before, and. Uh, it's not that much. <laughs> so uh, it's a little, it's a little, I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, we're staying positive. 2017, we're positive. So um, they added some new stuff into the launch bay area. And I am in the section where they added it. They call it the preview area. And it's apparently where they highlight all the movies um, or where they're going to like put the new movie stuff. So I will show you some stuff in here. And what I was told that's exciting this time, that's different than last time, is that these are the actual props from the movies. They're not replicas. So let me spin you around here. So this is one of the Shore Trooper costumes from the movie. Kevin, you're probably loving this. I went and saw Star Wars fireworks, you know. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm very excited to to see it. I hopefully, maybe... Maybe not tonight, but I'm thinking about doing it this weekend. It's like a birthday thing. I laughed. I cried. It was better than cats. <laughs> <laughs> better than cats on the Royal Caribbean Oasis of the Seas. No, that was the best cat. 
Um, but here's some more stuff. They've got like uh, Jin's helmet from the movie. They've got Ando's uh, blaster. And then these, which don't look very exciting, are Bodie's rock, uh, Bodie Brooks goggles, I guess. But they look like they're the kind that you stole from a, uh, a classroom, like a wood shop in a high school. I was thinking chemistry. So, yeah, chemistry. I, but yeah. Oh, and behind you is the death ball. So, the death ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I found the only thing that's similar to the size of my head right here. Give you a little side-by-side comparison. See? (laughs) You're saying that that, that's the actual prop used in the movie. No, okay. So that's what I thought. But the ships and the Death Star, those are just models. Legos? Are they Legos? Yeah, yeah. They're just they're just what they are. They're just little little ships, little models. They're not from there. But the suit, the stormtrooper suit, there's a um, an imperial tech uniform over here in this case, and the the light, the blaster right there of the uh, the blind turret, I think is his name, uh, the blind monk. Those are all um, those are all actual props from the movie. Well, that's pretty cool. Because I got to tell you, it looks you, like there's about ten props in here, but yeah. Um, I know you don't necessarily agree with me on this, but in my opinion, I thought Rogue One was better than Force Awakens. Well, I saw it again. I, I went again because Eli hadn't seen it, and I had to, you know, I got to get my mom to go, and um, I enjoyed it. I, I, it's for me seeing it the second time. A lot of the anxiety is gone, so I can just enjoy it a lot more. And it is, it is very enjoyable. Like there are moments that played a little better the second time around. So I definitely think it's a watch more than once. Though. Oh yeah, no, I love seeing it a second time. They're all laughing at you about the anxiety. Oh. I hate movie anxiety. Oh. Oh, it's ter- well, for me, it's terrible. I, 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 if it's a movie I'm really excited for, I go watch it, and I just can't process anything. So I have to immediately go watch it again. That's how it's I felt terrible. about Sing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I have issues. We saw the previews to the um what are they called? The Power Rangers movie. Yeah, talk about movie anxiety right there. I'm I'm sure to have seen that three times in the first day it comes out just to be able to watch it and enjoy it once. Wow. Are you being chased? I say, at what point is he going to meet the Blair Witch? <laughs> I'm try- I, well, it keeps getting like it'll be empty, and then there'll be like just a crowd of people, and it's so I keep trying to move away from the crowd, hide in the corner. I don't look suspicious at all. all Go right. stand near the men's room. <laughs> it's over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll let you get back to your day, Rhino. But uh, okay. thanks for coming in, and uh, we will see you. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, I'll see, see you guys later. Bye, Rhino. Bye, Rhino. Bye. All right. So, I miss Rhino. Well, no, I haven't seen him. I haven't it's seen him. Because he's been on the road for four the... days. Really? Well, everybody else was here um, over the break, and uh, we were doing the daily fix. Rhino was the only one who went home for the holidays um, so we're trying not to hold that against him but I've made notes in my book of grievances um, but I'm glad he's back can't wait to see him alright so we are going to move on to rapid fire and let's go ahead and start with you Mr. Major. okay Disney has released several discounts uh, while we were on break um, most of these occur in the February to June time frame one is the Sun and Fun package uh, dates uh, February twentieth to June eighth, two thousand seventeen. Book by June. Book by February twenty sixth. A book through uh, February twenty sixth <laughs> for most days. February twentieth to June eighth. Then there's a quick service meal uh, with a Disney Value Resort package. Similar dates most nights May thirtieth through August twenty fourth. Um, there's a room only discount at about twenty five percent discount on room only reservations and then there's Kevin's favorite package the Kinder Moon mm-hmm. vacation package you going on a Kinder Moon Kevin? I don't know why but words like that annoy me <laughs> they just, because it's an annoying they word st- they stick in my cry I can't explain it I, I agree what exactly is a Kinder Moon? a kid's vacation? before, you, before your kids go into kindergarten you yeah. take one last vacation before they start school they, oh. they were scraping the barrel oh. for names for discounts there's enough moons already mm-hmm. okay and the thing is, it's not even that great. You get two Fast Pass Plus vouchers. But this you package. get, yes, you get two. Fa- this is what drives me crazy, though. Two Fast Pass Plus vouchers for rides nobody has trouble getting on. And, you know, the four year old is about to go to kindergarten. 
doesn't really care if they're going to go on Soren or not. It's, so but it's it not. Am I right? It mm-hmm. was not for any of the attractions that. Oh, you, here's a fast right. pass for Country Bear Jamboree. Oh, really? Was that hard to get into? <laughs> if it was a Kinder Moon. Wouldn't it happen after they start kindergarten? Like no. a honeymoon happens no. after you get married. But the baby moon happens pre-baby. Okay, right. I don't. I don't know what a baby moon is. I've never heard. You of will. It. <laughs> yes, you will. Do you know something he doesn't? <laughs> uh, now, just the thought of. Okay, what is going on? Why do we keep blacking out? Yeah, we keep losing. It's the wide shot. It says, it says back here, every now and again, we're going to disappear. I think it's an issue with the HDMI cable. Okay. I blame the, the headsets, you new HDMI cable. Now I know what Mariah feels like. <laughs> it works when Soft Ryan and squishy. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Um, I've lost weight. I haven't gained any muscle, though, so it's kind of marshmallowy. Um, now, I... Uh, this is the uh, we we had we've speculated for a while. We've heard grumblings and rumors that they might start playing around with fast passes for certain packages for concierge guests for things like that. I think this is the opening salvo in this. This is not the last time we're going to see this if it's successful. If it's successful, right. but you know, at the end of the day, if you really want to sell one of these packages. Give a family of four fast passes to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You'll mm-hmm. sell packages. Believe me. People will be like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's that for the popular ones. But you're going to do it for Country Bear Jamboree? Who who the hell cares? Do they even have fast passes? I don't think this makes Bay? any sense. Why don't they do like a pre-10 moon? You know, like before they become oh, yeah. a She's Disney on, adult? She's still on Kinder I'm Moon. I'm sorry. I can't get over Kinder Moon. I'm like, Kevin... <laughs> It just annoys me. Apparently, there's a ton of moons now. There's Maxi moons, mini moons, adventure moons. Maxi moon was my nickname in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny. You made me it's not funny. I'm going to call you that from now on. <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm glad that's the one that'll stick. <laughs> Would you rather be, here's your rocket bar, you fat cow? That's no. True. <laughs> uh, at Maximum. Maximum. <laughs> Maximum Magi. It's my gladiator name. <laughs> okay, I want a t shirt. I want, Will, if you're watching, and I know you are, oh my God. I want a t shirt in the store. I do too. Um, I, I married you. Maximum Magi. <laughs> <laughs> You started this. Yep. Started. I just, I just, just so I can go stream of consciousness here. Um, speaking of the shirts Will creates in the Diz store, if you haven't checked them out, you need to. He's Every so, so often I'll go and I'll check it out and I'll be like, oh my God, that's a really cool shirt. And I buy them. I mean, the Diz, uh, this, uh, one, the one Oliver's wearing He's right wearing now, one. you know, Eat, Sleep, Disney, Repeat um, is one of Will's. But uh, he did one Diz Pride. Is gorgeous, yeah. beautiful Rhino shirt. Was wearing that. It's Absolutely beautiful. Well, that's how I found out about it. Rhino came in wearing it one day. I'm like, where the hell did you get that? Oh, it's on the it's on the store. I'm like, it's so nice that people tell me this stuff. <laughs> stuff. So I, you know, I, I ordered it. So there's some great stuff on there, really and truly. So uh, make sure, Craig or Oliver, whoever's doing it's the in show there notes, every week. Make sure that that's in the show notes. Um, but yeah, I think we are absolutely uh, seeing the first first step. And the monetization of fast passes. I, I, I think we are. And I think concierge is next. And I think the concierge ones are the ones that are going to get better ones. And Concierge kind of has that now anyway. Because you can go to your concierge and say, listen, I want a fast pass. And they will help you get But one. they don't guarantee it. They don't guarantee it. They don't guarantee right. it. So don't want to set anybody's expectations no, there because sometimes they don't. But, yeah, concierge does have tricks. From time to time, they can help with that. So, but all right, thank you, John. You're welcome, Mr. Magi Close or Close Magi, as long as it's not Maximoon, <laughs> Mrs. Maximoon Magi. <laughs> I have a rumor, I have a very, very good, solid rumor. Uh, it's my understanding. I fe- oh, I was told I can share this rumor as long as I say that it came from two devastatingly good looking people. That was the caveat. Uh, that they're in the next year, at the end of next year, a giant tent will be built in 
someplace in Orlando, I don't have the location, and that a traveling show of Cirque du Soleil is going to set up for probably six to eight months while they close down the theater at Disney World and put in a new show. Hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. That's pretty big considering they haven't changed that show in 10 years. Um, I have this on fairly good authority that there will be a large tent traveling show to take its place while that closes down, but they're going to put a new show in the La Nuba Theater, but it's just called the Cirque du Soleil Theater. I wonder where they're going to put this tent. I don't know. They're clearing a lot of land out by um, Wide World of Sports. Wide World of Sports. And Parkway. If you go out that way, two of the three corners there are completely leveled. Yeah. So we're not sure exactly what's going to happen there, but that might be. That it. is not part of my rumor. I'm not even sure that the traveling show will be on Disney property. Mm-hmm. I think there, the thing is to just have a part of that franchise in Orlando as an option while they completely retool a new show or tool a new show not retool it's going to be a new show (laughs) awesome it's going to be cool and I hit that's I feel pretty confident with this okay it would make sense the devastatingly good looking people tell me it's and it's kind of exciting because while I love our Lanuba show I've seen it so many times I have no desire to see it never seen it Oh, it's the, out of all of them, it's the my look. favorite. Unbelievable. Well, you, you, you know call why? yourself a Disney fan. No, but you know why. Know what that means. You know why I don't, right? <laughs> it's your fault. I know why. Dragging uh, me away from a hot blackjack table in Vegas <laughs> to go see, what was it? Mystere? On my deathbed, this is the story I need. <laughs> <laughs> on, my, on my gravestone, I was going to mention chicken and waffles. I, so. had, I, had, I had bad acid trips that were more enjoyable than that show. That was an awful show. I think I think Lanuba is a really good show. <laughs> it really is. And it took me. I, I saw it. I was traumatized. Of, I saw it a couple of times before I realized that the singing was live, and then I was even more impressed because you don't see the singer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like it's in a good a cage. show. It's yeah. So yeah. But I'd be into. I'm excited Has everybody else show. seen Lanuba? Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. No, no, yeah. I've not. Um, I think twice or three times. You and Oliver should go. <laughs> like on a date? Yeah, like that's inappropriate. <laughs> I set you up. I'm a married man. <laughs> I was just going to say he can bring his husband. Yeah, really. And I'm old enough to be your older brother. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you for that, Kevin. <laughs> Kathy, can you top that? <laughs> oh. No. Next. <laughs> The Move It, Shake It, Dance, and Play It Street Party will only perform at 12.30 and 5.45 on Well, there's no today. point in going on now. Well, there's but no, no point in living. There's no point in living. I have an exciting one after this. January 3rd, 6th, 13th, 17th, and the 25th. They're doing concrete work along Main Street, and so they're going to use the Main Street Ranch Wagon. And in exciting news, there's a... Now, listen, I love that is, that came with jazz hands. yes. There's a figment scavenger hunt coming to the Festival of the Arts. Oh. Can't, can't you just wait to go do that? I love figment. I think that'll be fun. I, let's be clear here, because there seems to be a lot of confusion about this. I love figment. I loved the original journey into imagination. I do not love the back alley abortion that they put in its place right now. That I don't love. But Figment, I absolutely love. You think it'll so be that's similar? January 13th to February 20th. So go do a scavenger. Do you think it'll be similar to like Finding Remy? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think Will can make a you think Will can make a, a t-shirt out of that? I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my exciting news. That is very exciting. Concrete and Figment. Yes. As opposed to Figment and Concrete. Do we yes. know that this isn't Figment? On the picture. <laughs> <laughs> That's that move it, shake it, celebrate it, dance it, play it. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Kathy is going to lunge across this table at you. I thought, well, That's not Figment? No. <laughs> Maybe I should, go on, I should go on the scavenger hunt. I would lose. I found him. No, that's not Figment. That's a really big stitch. Sorry. <laughs> Julie, what's yours? He's trying to lose weight. That's a really big stitch. I mean, he's really fa- tall. Do not he's fat not shame. that tall. Julie is fat shaming Stitch. Oh, of course. And I no, think that's Stitch really is like inappropriate. This tall. It's inappropriate. Before. Poor Stitch. Now, you know, they're gonna, it's going to get back to him. He's going to be, he's going to stress eat. He has to hide all those other arms. That's why. Does he have multiple arms? Yes. Yeah, he pulls them in. Well, how do you body. think Figment's going to feel? I've, I've not seen the movie. 
What? Nola Nuba, Noli Lowen Stitch. Oh. Are you concerned about Stitch's w- w- emotional health? <laughs> Think of what Figment's going through now. <laughs> <laughs> but Jolie's not fat shaming Figment. Yeah, give her time. But you she had... reference something in the back alley. <laughs> well, that's fair. Oh. <laughs> fair and balanced news reporting. That's us. <laughs> All right. Tequila. Sorry. Do it again. Is that what's in your cup? Uh, tequila. Yeah. It's what my rapid fire is all about. My husband chose this for me. FYI. No. So, <laughs> Disney announced that Chosa Tequila is going to be um, opening an authentic outdoor tequileria um, just outside of the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot early this year. There's not yet a set date, but, but early. Isn't there a tequila place in the pavilion? Yes, but let me get to that. So this is sort of maybe to counteract the line that's always in there at La Cava de Tequila. Um, So there's going to be frozen margaritas available once again. Um, Hopefully it will alleviate the long lines found at La Cava del Tequila inside the Mexico Pavilion. There's going to be handcrafted margaritas, um, tacos, empanadas, chips, and fresh guacamole. Um, And like I said before, there is not an exact date. Just early, which I'm assuming means before July or June. Yeah. <laughs> it might be during the art thing. Maybe so. Maybe they're yeah. hoping to open it by then. But I'm pretty excited they're going to be empanadas year-round now. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> You know what kills me about thin people that talk like that about food? You know, it's like, oh, should I get up empanadas whenever I want? I'm not going to gain any weight. That's not true. <laughs> I like the use of the word handcrafted. Okay, no. The woman's a vampire. I've known her for how many years? She hasn't aged today. She looks. I thought we weren't going to talk about how old I was. <laughs> She's. I'm not. I'm just saying that she has not aged. I mean, it's been years. Woman hasn't she aged. She made the same deal. And she hasn't. Made. She, she hasn't. Yeah, right? Her weight hasn't changed. Nothing. Nothing has changed. So I ask you, the good viewer, <laughs> go back and look at the old shows. Yes, I drink the blood of small children to keep me young. <laughs> Right. Did you know they're serving so the alcohol in other places? I was just going to say maybe chomp on the dreams of small children. I wasn't going to go that far. But okay. Now she's giving away her secret. All right. Well, thank you, Julie. You called me a vampire. In the best possible sense of the word. It was the only explanation for your continued beauty and youth. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> Oliver? Yours too, Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Um, yes, Minnie's silver screen dine-in is back. How exciting! Oh, so, is this that tragedy no. that was Hollywood? Speaking of back alleys, oh, is this that tragedy that, that was at Hollywood and Vine? That was yes. awful. This is given someone a, given someone a sequined hat does not a theme make. <laughs> <laughs> I titled it wrong too. It's just dine. It's not dine-in. I don't know why I put that. Dine-in. But it's been eating me up inside ever since. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So this travesty is back. Good yes, sorry, yeah, this travesty is back um, from the 7th of January to March 19th, $30 for children, $50 for adults, you're going to see Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, and Goofy, um, and for those of you that um, would like to hear some the review from last year, um, head on over to the uh, YouTube and channel we get, and you search know, it there. Well, thank you, thank you for that, Oliver. We get a lot of, uh, you know, we get a lot of pushback when we review stuff like this because we're doing it without kids. And a lot of people say that um, the food doesn't matter. It's the character interaction. That's what we care about. That's what our kids care about. So, I, you know, I'll just say this. You know, if the food doesn't matter and you're okay spending 50 bucks a head um, to, as Kevin put it, you know, a sequin hat uh, on mini, then okay. I mean, that's, that's respectable. I can respect that. But when it's presumably being charged for food uh, and the food is that bad, I mean, it's a travesty. And the character interaction wasn't very good either. No, it wasn't. It was they came around to the table once, and that was it. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't anything spectacular. I've seen better. Um, it, you know, for me, I hear $50, and I think it's a ripoff at half the price. So that's me, though. So if the characters really matter that much, and you're cool with that, I respect that. But just be prepared. The food really is terrible. And they... It, and. It's always been terrible, and it's always gotten terrible reviews, and they've not done a blessed thing in years to change it. And that, Why to me, 
Why would they? <clears throat> it's filling up, apparently. Yep. Enough I, to bring it back. But Why I, fix what's not broken? I, I, I think that, you know, when you have... Well, because they've done it in other places where they've constantly gotten bad reviews. For some reason, they're like, this is their line in the sand. You know, this dying, this... This uh, Hollywood and Vine is their line in the sand. This we will protect our crappy food. Um, and Tony's Town Square. And Tony's Town Square. And the the um, aquarium at Epcot. <laughs> Coral Reef. And 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 right, exactly. <laughs> um, this one is particularly bad. This, this one, one was is... a, this one is this one is painfully offensive. Yeah, I agree. And the place itself that should be their tagline is line. like a dining <laughs> room <laughs> in a wouldn't... hospital. Yeah, it it's like really institutional dining room <laughs> and the characters get like Goofy has on a Hawaiian print sport jacket and I think that's an, uh, yeah it's it's pretty bad it's pretty bad so but like I said if the character interaction is what you're going for and you don't care about the food food doesn't bother you and you're okay with that price I'm not judging you I'm just saying for me Oh, I'm, if I'm going you. to a buffet. If I'm going to a buffet, I want the food to be at least decent. Maximum's judging people. <laughs> Maximum. <laughs> Maximum judges you. You realize now it's Maximum. You got it, right? Yeah. It's Maximum Magi from now on. Everybody's mad if one of us started it. <laughs> this is all on you. You had to go for the laugh, and now look what's happened. That's all right. It's, everything's a big joke until somebody loses an eye. Oliver will do something stupid this week, and you'll all forget about me. That's the way this works. How's that for a boast of confidence? Uh, all right. All right. Gregory. Okay. So everyone is asking for us to mention that the welcome show is changing. So the welcome show is changing. Everyone is asking. Everyone? Yes, everyone. Okay. No. I, I, okay. So... Right before he left to go home for the holiday, Steve comes in and he was bubbling with excitement. I'm not kidding over the fact that the welcome show was changing at the Magic Kingdom. I'm like, wow, I had no idea it was that bad. <laughs> I had no idea he was that bad. Um, like, why are you this excited about it? But I mean, he's like... Because they're moving it into the park, which I think is kind of a cool idea, right? I love the fact that yeah. everyone is asking. It's way too crowded in front of the train station. Yeah. Everyone packs in there. It's really uncomfortable. Uh, it's much nice. It'll be nicer once it starts on the 9th, Not I believe, be the same in January. Scoop. Can move up and down. <laughs> um, I, that's all I have They're to gonna say They're going to let people it. in to Main Street. Up so to they the can hub go to Starbucks. Or, pa- or past the hub, do you think? Uh, it has to get you to the hub because you have to watch the welcome station. show at the castle now. Right. So... We'll go watch it. And that starts when? The 9th? Takes the 9th, I believe. January 9th. I That's forget. next Monday. So, yeah. All right. We'll watch that. But my real one um, is I wanted to mention the uh, some of the Pro Bowl events that are actually coming to Walt Disney World. So the Pro Bowl is happening in Orlando on Sunday, January 29th. And uh, there's going to be some fun things happening in and around Walt Disney World. Because of it, uh, all those events start kicking off on Wednesday, January 25th. So there's going to be a lot of NFL players in town walking around, some famous. No one will famous. know who they are. That's why it's the Pro Bowl. <laughs> um, and there will be a special parade held at the Magic Kingdom on that Friday, January 27th, that will include players and cheerleaders coming down Main Street. So clearly we'll send Rhino to go cover that. Um but Sounds I'm, like it's right up his want, alley. Yes, but I want him in pigtails and a cheerleader's skirt. Pom-poms. We can do that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he already owns one. And uh, the thing I'm most excited about is that there's going to be a Pro Bowl 5K run on Saturday morning at Epcot uh, that you can sign up for now. That's what Which I'm most excited about, too. I am, too. Well, besides the actual game itself. Well, every so often we have to, we have to let the straights have a little something. <laughs> so there they go. There you go. No, and that's the whole Star Wars thing? Token. <laughs> it's token rapid fire. All right. Is everybody satisfied that we mentioned it? Uh, and no one has said anything, so really it was worthless. <laughs> you now that we've judged them for being <laughs> right. excited about the... You cannot the, trust everyone. All right. All right. Before we go, uh, something I wanted to start doing um, this year uh, is every week uh, kind of pick a thread from the previous week that I thought was pretty interesting from the boards. And uh, this one, this one grabbed my attention when it first uh, when it first hit, um, and uh, it was on our theme parks, attractions, and strategies board, 
Where Are or Were the Crowds? Um, it was started by Lee and Robin. And the post was, so we arrived on 12-17 expecting huge crowds, our first time at Walt Disney World for the Christmas season. Crowds were lower or the same in every park compared to our previous trips in the off-season right up until Christmas Day in Epcot. In Epcot, crowds were noticeably smaller than on a weekend food and wine, uh, than on a weekend food and wine day from a year ago. Today in the Magic Kingdom, it uh, was very crowded, but not any more crowded than our first honeymoon night on uh, October 21st, 2013. <coughs> I just don't get it. Everything we've heard about the amazingly huge crowds has not turned out to be true. Um, so, and it was talking, and it goes on to talk about the length of rides. Other people chiming in that uh, they they found the same thing, that the crowds were noticeably less this year. Some people are saying it's because of this new thing Disney is doing now where they're kind of yielding the price of tickets where they're more expensive on on these peak holidays, and that's helping control the crowds. Other people are saying, and this seemed to be more of what people felt, was that Disney had finally jumped the shark in terms of their prices and people have just kind of turned off to it. So what do we think? Do we think which which of those two things do we think is true? Uh, personal experience: we actually were in Hollywood Studios on Christmas Day. What happened? I know. I, well, we wanted to go see the Star Wars fireworks. We happened to be at Disney Springs. We had dinner at uh, Homecoming, Homecoming, which we enjoyed very much. And we we got to get back there. We got to get back. I mean, there. just it was a great meal. We had a great time. It's actually become one of my favorites. I agree. Thank you. And we went to Hollywood Studios to see the Star Wars fireworks. And we commented, where were the crowds? And this was Christmas Day? This was Christmas Day. And we thought, well, they must all be in the Magic Kingdom or they must all be at Epcot today. Because they weren't there. They weren't there. It was a crowded, busy park, but it wasn't like... I wouldn't describe it as any other, any busier than any other busy day. Now, what about you? And Kathy, I know you, oh, you're always in the Magic Kingdom on Christmas. Were you there mm-hmm. this, this mm-hmm. year? Mm-hmm. And, and what, were, what were your thoughts? I thought... Um, it was as busy as every other um, Christmas. Um, you know, I go in and I sit in, um, up at the train station and just sort of watch the crowds. But this year, I actually walked around and um, there's those typical like pinch points where it seems like a lot of people, but it still seemed like there was as many people on Christmas Day as there always is. And leaving the line to get into Magic Kingdom was every bit as long as it's been in years past. Okay. How about you guys? Were you in the parks over the holidays? Yeah, yeah. I attempted to go in one time, and the time I was in there, I left because it was just so busy. So I and think maybe that? I just got unlucky. Magic Kingdom. Um, but this was... Um, I was I was in uh, Tomorrowland, and the extended line for the People Mover it was the longest I'd ever seen. I know. It. I, I know. When do you ever see back. a line at the People Mover? Well, yeah. this this you know this is the extended line. It was so so mm-hmm. far back. It was crazy. This uh, the way I described it to uh, my other half was the there was people waiting to go on the Carousel of Progress. That's how bad it was. So you couldn't get on the next show. You know, it was the one mm-hmm. after. It was it was I I. I I've not seen these light crowds at all, but then again, I only went in the one time, had a terrible experience, and decided that if I don't have to go, I'm not going to, you know? So Yeah, I did. Um, I actually went to Hollywood Studios on New Year's Day for the Star Wars fireworks as well, and I couldn't believe how dead it was there. So, But then I looked on my Disney experience and looked at the wait times, and all the rides were closing with basically a 60-minute wait or more. Uh, like Tower of Terror was at 120, Rock and Roller Coaster was right around the same. So there were people there. They were just all in line for the oh, rides, I guess. That? And I went to Disney Springs, I want to say, on maybe like the 23rd. And I was like this close from punching people because of how busy it was. Disney Springs like, was it was just busy. uncomfortably busy. And But did you find did you find Disney Springs more crowded? Oh, absolutely. The theme parks. Absolutely. Okay, that says something, though. Yeah. That, that in and of itself says something. That, you know, so what do we think? Is it, is it in fact, the, the, the price yielding and the raising $124, $123 for a one-day ticket on Christmas Day at the Magic Kingdom? I, um, I, and that's the peak. That's the peak pricing. Uh, is that keeping people away? Or is it just... You know, we've had all this bad. We've you know we've talked endlessly about the bad press and the PR disasters and the things that have gone on over the last year, the price hikes, the narrative being out there that everything's under construction and nothing is ready. 
Um, do you think that's doing it, or do you think it's these this price yielding, which is what Disney said they were doing it for when they first announced that they were going to yield prices for one day tickets to be higher during certain days of the year, certain times of the year? It was to control crowds. Do you think that's working, or is it something else? I, I for this year, I want to say just I didn't have any experience with it, but to me, it would make sense um, with the way the holidays fell this year. If people had to work all the way up till Friday, that means they would have had to travel on Christmas Eve to come down here. Mm. I know from my point of view, I would never want to have to travel, fly anywhere on Christmas Eve. I would wait until after and then come for that New Year's uh, celebration. So I don't know if that was part of it. Too. And I, don't, I apologize for interrupting. No, go ahead. I'm done. There were pictures on Twitter of the line for Soren on New Year's Eve where it had filled the queue so they snaked it out into backstage mm-hmm. and people were getting in line in front of Journey into Imagination. Wow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, I don't know I wasn't in Epcot on New Year's Eve. I'm going by pictures I saw, but if this is a very valid thing. Um there was also some bad weather around Christmas up north, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So it was affecting travel, yeah. Right. I, yeah, I'm not convinced that the crowds were as low as people are are making them out to be. I think it's people are going to what they want to do. So they want to go to the Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. They want to go to Epcot on Christmas Day. Uh, the studios are not as crowded because of the construction. They're having trouble getting people in there anyway. That's why they're running two firework shows over the holidays. So I think it's really where people want to be. Disney Springs was packed. But I have yeah. a feeling that a lot of that is local. Well, They've made that more accessible now. That I think it's a combination yeah. of local yeah. and tourists because, A, first of all, people, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to check it out. It's new. Right. Um, but also, as a local, I got to tell you, I absolutely love being at Disney Springs and look for any excuse I can to get over there. And I think if you look, you know, one of the things we have at our disposal is the travel agency's numbers. We can go and we can run some reports. And from this year, what we see staying booked through our travel agency, the numbers were up. So I don't, you know, anecdotally, I don't see that the numbers are down. So I don't see where. No, and our numbers were up pretty good. Yeah. I mean, we had a good year. So, so. I can't. I mean, I can't, I don't know that this is a this is a true phenomenon. I think someone went. They were expecting higher crowds because mm-hmm. of what they read and what they saw on other sites and what they were anticipating. And when it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be, okay, they got excited. About That's it. a very interesting point I hadn't thought of. The hysteria that is created online and mm-hmm. online communities, my own included, that you know, oh, the crowds and it's terrible and it's this and it's that. So. You know, of course, in our heads, you know, that can get blown up. And then we get there, and it is crowded, and it is kind of crazy. But it's like, God, I was expecting you know, I was expecting bloodshed in the streets. And, you know, it's not that, so therefore it's better. So this might be that. This might be that, you know, we're reading it on – and we see it all the time, too, where, you know, people read something on the boards. They, read, they see something, and they're like they, – they just grab it, and they run with it. And it's like, oh, my God, this is going to be awful, 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 awful. Then they get there and they experience like, oh, it wasn't quite that bad. Mm -hmm. I also Um, want to talk about financial and value. So we have annual passes. mm -hmm. And we paid more money for the annual pass this year than we did last year. The price went up significantly. Mm -hmm. However, when you look at what we got for that day, being able to park for free, Mm -hmm. being able to go into a theme park and do what we wanted to do. It might be different from what other people wanted to do. uh, We got a discount at Homecoming. For our meal, mm-hmm. I mean, I think our annual pass is a tremendous value. Incredible value. I agree. Mm-hmm. I will challenge anybody that would say the annual passes are a ripoff. The only way an annual pass is a ripoff if you spend that money and go twice. Right. Yeah. That then it's a ripoff. But if you're in the parks seven, eight times with an annual pass, with the discounts and the parking and everything else you get with it, oh, especially you know mine. I've got the, the both coasts. And for me, it's awesome. I have no blackout dates. I can go in any of those parks whenever I want. And the discounts, especially, we're getting pretty good here, but the discounts we get out in California with that annual pass are ridiculous. So, yeah, it's an absolute, I, I think it's a great value. And one of the other things, I don't know how long it's going to last, and I don't think I mentioned this since the last time we did a podcast, but I did that express transportation. Oh, yeah, you loved uh, it. Oh, that is just 
we started off at Epcot for we paid fifteen dollars as an annual pass holder, and you know Katie's a cast member; she paid her fifteen. We got to four parks in four hours. We went shopping. Um, we had lunch. We did some attractions, but I got to all four parks. I've never done that all in one day. And on the bus, there was hardly anybody there, but everybody was asking. And and if you want a backstage tour for $15, it was awesome. I got to see how they, um, you know. So explain to me, is it uh, $15 as an annual pass holder, $15 mm -hmm. each day you want to use that? Right. Or it's $24 for seven consecutive days. So if you're going to be here for a week, buy the $24 version, and you um, you can buy it up at the ticket window, and I think now you can actually buy it at each one of the stops. But they add it to your magic band, mm -hmm. and so they scan it, and then a cast member escorts you back to the bus, and it's a, you know a standard cast member bus you know that takes you backstage and stuff, and you get off at the next park, and they, like, escort you. They, they're always counting. Like, they scan. They go, okay, there's seven. Okay, seven got off. Seven made it up to the next point. So they don't want anybody to linger right. backstage. Sure. But um, two of the stops, we walked right onto the bus. We had no wait. And two of the stops, we had just missed a bus. And at that point, they were 30 minutes apart. But I've heard that they increase that over the holidays but wow where do you get the bus backstage let's say the magic kingdom where did you get the bus um magic kingdom was like behind buzz lightyear you went okay. backstage there hmm. epcot is if you're facing spaceship earth it's where the bathrooms are on the left hand okay. side there's a entrance there animal kingdom was back by the safari and magic um hollywood studios was back by club villain Oh, okay. And you could sit there. Um, Epcot had like two benches. Like they haven't like thought it all out and had more benches. Magic Kingdom really didn't have any benches except the uh, planners there around like Buzz Lightyear. But uh, they tell you if you get up there and you say, hey, I'd like to take the bus to wherever. And they'll go, well, the next bus is coming at 10 after. They go come back about five minutes beforehand. We'll scan your magic band and then they escort everybody back. Well, everybody that I am hearing that has experienced it, it's getting rave reviews. Oh, People it was are awesome. absolutely loving this. And now it's been billed as a test. Mm -hmm. Has anything, have you heard anything about whether or not it looks like they're going to continue this? No, I haven't. But everybody that I talked to along the way, even the cast members were really excited. And you could see that it wasn't that fake enthusiasm. It was like they really wanted to know, hey, and did you know this? And did you know that? And talking to the other people on the bus, everybody had a great experience. Were so the, that's one thing I hope they, they keep around. Were the buses accessible? Handicap, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Right. The other cool thing, not to change the subject, but the other great thing about annual pass holders is now this new annual pass holder entrance. I loved it. Oh, oh, is yeah. that, but yes. is that staying? Is that staying in place after the holidays? That was only supposed either. to be up for the holidays. It's supposed to go through the end of January, I heard. But I hope they keep it. Yeah, that was nice. It's another nice little perk. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't cost them anything. No, just open one lane. If anything, it actually saves them money because annual pass holders know what they're doing, so they have to have less people mm -hmm. to man those right. Right. You yeah. know, turnstiles. So, yeah. Good point. So, all right. I think though there was a very lively discussion. Went all over the place, but it was a good discussion. <laughs> He's never lively. Craig? That was? Oh, he is, but it's all on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. That is going to do it for our show. It is great to be back. We hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>